Welcome to Meet the Host Live. My name is Michael Rippey and this is Meet the Host. And this is another edition of a Facebook Live version. Today in studio, right next to me, host Josh Rodriguez. Hey, how's it going everybody? This is the man that is the host of many things, but right now we are promoting all of this stuff, but he is the host of the Dime NBA podcast. Yes. And what else? I am on Straight Talk with Ross Matthews. I am a part-time host for WTF, which is a trivia game show that you can download on right now on App Apple your Apple Store. We go to that way. Mega Network Connection. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I host Red Bull Music, and I also host for the Good News TV Show as a sports anchor. So. Josh Rodriguez is all over your TVs. I want to make sure that, okay, our connection is better nice. for this Facebook Live. All right. There we um, go. So if you guys join us at any point, you feel free to add uh, questions, comments, tell us what you think about Meet the Host, Josh Rodriguez, his shows, and you told everyone about your fantasy show? Oh, that's right. I am also a host for Fantasy Snack Talk, uh, their YouTube channel. I host a show called The Flex every week. I tell you who to start in your flex position if you play fantasy football. This is a man that is into all sorts of sports. He is a host on many things, and also you told him about uh, Ross Matthews? Yes, I produce Ross Matthews' podcast, Straight Talk with Ross Matthews. I'm also kind of like a quasi-personality on it. Every once in a while, I show up on the show. And your name is now J-Rod. J-Rod. They call me J-Rod on the show, they, they yes. They call him J-Rod. <laughs> That's right. J-Rod. Short yeah. for Josh Rodriguez. And yeah. on Twitter, what is your Twitter handle? Uh, Twitter, at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. Same as Instagram. So if you're an Instagram user, at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. Make sure to go check out his podcast on the iTunes yes. Store, the Dime NBA podcast, which, in fact, I was actually one of your first guests. That's right? Yeah. Mike was my second guest, actually. That's right. Uh, that's why I he was that. guest number two. <laughs> and that's why I said his podcast is... Is good and it could have been great. It could have been. I messed up. Nah. <laughs> just about 20 episodes in the first season, right? Yeah, 20 episodes. I wanted to start the season towards the playoffs. I mean, I had an idea during the whole regular season that I wanted my own podcast. Didn't do it, and then I started it during the playoffs. I got 20 episodes in, almost 20 episodes in. So, you know, once the NBA season starts up again, the dime will start up once again, and I'll have more guests, including Mike. Well, we'd love to come back. Now, Josh has all sorts of guests on that show. It's a great listen. If you're an NBA fan, a sports fan, yep. uh, very knowledgeable, very informative type of information all about the NBA. And again, he, I checked out his new Flex show on yeah, uh, YouTube and right. the comments were very, very nice. Were they? They said you're a natural. Oh, nice. They said Thanks, guys. he knew what he was talking about. Um, so if you're doing fantasy football and you want information and help, this is the man, J-Rod, he'll help you. Yeah, I'll do my best. So, uh, <laughs> you can follow me at Mike Rips on social media, and you can follow the show, Meet the Host. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, where our, uh, all of our posts and uh, shows are at, as well as, of course, our Facebook page. I like to do these Facebook Lives, go live and give you a little... Uh, you know, in the moment instead of edited version of the show as well. But we'll edit it down so that everyone can hear uh, a condensed version. And it will also be turned into podcasts. We're now a podcast in the iTunes store. Check us out. Meet the host, the podcast. If you're in your car and you can't do a video, you can still get the audio and hear everything great about hosts around the country. There we go. So let's start off J-Rod, Josh, <laughs> with uh, when did you begin hosting? 
Okay, so I hosted a music video countdown show when I lived in New York for three seasons, starting in, I think, 2010, yeah, 2011, 2012, called the Indie Music Video Countdown Show. Um, and it just kind of fell into my lap. I didn't really think that I would be a host afterwards. It's just something that I did. Got a full-time job afterwards and then ended up moving to Los Angeles and kind of became a host again. It was interesting. I didn't even know that this whole world existed where you can make a living being a host doing different things until I moved out to Los Angeles and joined AfterBuzz TV where I met you. That's right. Josh and I actually yeah. hosted shows together at AfterBuzz TV. That's right. How did you find out about AfterBuzz or how did you get to, you know, you came out to LA obviously yeah. about hosting. What's that like? So I was going to move to Los Angeles for music production, which is the reason why I did, but I was looking for jobs and I became obsessed with the show Mr. Robot. Mm -hmm. So on YouTube one night I was just typing Mr. Robot things and I saw an actor show from AfterBuzz TV at Mr. Robot and I was like, I could do this. Like, I'm gonna apply. I'm moving out to Los Angeles. Let me do this. So I applied uh, on their YouTube channel. I got an email address and they accepted me. Amazing. It was just stroke of luck, Beyonce. I mean, that's where you started. And yeah. Of course, now you've come a long way from where you started. You've yeah. got all the different shows you've talked about. What's your favorite part about hosting? I, I like meeting people. I like entertaining people. I like the, the community of hosts. Like, for instance, like you and I, like we genuinely support each other. This is not something that's fake. I mean, Mike is a supporter of mine. I'm a supporter of Mike's. And I have a lot of people who support me, and I support a lot of people. It, it seems like, you know, the entertainment industry can be very uh, fickle, but I feel like a lot of hosts genuinely root for each other. I like that a lot. And I like just entertaining people and being able to be myself for a living if I can get to that point like that and I like yeah. what he just said because um, what we're trying to do at Meet the Host is exactly what you're talking about supporting hosts of all uh, manners in their aspirations and their ability to get out there whether they're brand new right. or they've been in hosting for uh, years decades we don't just want you uh, to be in the seat where we flip the script on you and ask you questions but we want to give you the ability as a host to not only tell your story, but also share uh, in uh, the benefits of a program like Meet the Host, and your ability to be a part of Meet the Host is out there. So if you're interested and you're just getting into the industry, please contact us, let yeah. us know. And if you've been in the industry for a long time and you want to sit in the seat that the man J-Rod is in right now, and you want to be a guest on the Meet the Host, let us know too, because the advice that not only Josh has already provided in this episode, but that past guests and past hosts have provided is instrumental in helping new yeah. hosts and current hosts uh, remember what makes them good hosts what makes a, a host good and that's what my next question is what does a host uh, need to focus on to be someone that's good you got to be able to connect with the audience um, I feel like just being yourself does that I mean we connect throughout our lives you know and I, I connect through a sense of humor um, being able to relate to people and you have to take the same things you use that you use to connect with people in life and kind of transfer it on camera if that makes any sense. So in a sense, essence, being yourself. That authenticity yeah. that Josh is talking about comes through all the time yeah. when we are talking to hosts. They continuously tell me and uh, other hosts that meet the host that authenticity, be yourself yeah. because otherwise, who's ever watching or listening can tell that you're not. Yeah, you just come across as phony and it's very obvious. Yeah. What's your favorite part about hosting? Uh, the actual job itself I, I just like being able to be myself in front of a camera and have that be a job if that makes any sense or talking basketball like I love talking basketball you're telling me I can talk basketball in front of a camera and have that be a job it's amazing I mean any it, it I have so many different interests and you know if I get to go on camera and talk about them and get paid for it or have an opportunity to get more exposure because of it I, I don't think anything's better than that
But there you go. Yeah. Uh, Josh threw in the basketball part, liking talking basketball. Yeah. I do have some basketball questions for Josh. If you're out there watching or listening and you have a basketball question, you can hit up Josh at any time. He'd be more than glad oh, to not only yes. talk, uh, but answer your basketball questions. On the flip side about hosting, what's the, is, there, is there an area of hosting that you're not a fan of or your least favorite part? Yeah, I, I don't like social. I don't like the social media game of it, uh, particularly Instagram. I love Twitter. I'm a big fan of Twitter. But I'm on Twitter either way. But I feel like we as hosts have this pressure to keep up an image, to be relevant on social media, and it kind of bothers me. It's like you know, I don't want to post a picture every day of me looking into the sunset and with an inspirational quote. Like you know what I mean? But like, in some sort of ways, we kind of have to, depending on what you're going for. What kind of hosting jobs you want? And I totally get it. I just think. Sometimes it takes away from the authenticity of everything, and it's unfortunate because it's a necessary evil. Like, I've lost jobs because I didn't have the social media following that they wanted yeah. and or the image that they wanted on social media. So it's like, you know, you kind of have to play the game. That's right. You sort of do have to at yeah. least be on social media whether or not you uh, kind of would or would not in past uh, eras, I think in 2018, yeah. being... Uh, available and active to your your viewers your fans your your friends and all those people the accessibility nowadays is really yeah. necessary even though it is a necessary evil as you say sometimes because it can be difficult to you know whether or not keep a PC right say something that maybe not everyone agrees with and then also make sure that you're giving the fans what they want and then if you are active on social media it almost feels like it can never be too much in the sense of a fan's idea. They always want more and more. And then you say, right. what's the line? And it's a difficult one. You say you lost jobs nowadays because you were uh, you know, not maybe having the numbers that supposedly someone right. else had. Uh, uh, so it is a tough part of it, and, but in 2018, I think a necessary part. And that's why we had to promote yeah. where to find each other. Right, now if you have a show like Meet the Host, you, have, you do have to promote. I'm just talking strictly from a personal standpoint, like my personal Josh Rodriguez Instagram. I have to promote myself, and I'm mm -hmm. not comfortable doing it as much as other hosts are. It can be difficult sometimes yeah. if you're not, it's someone that's normally used to, like, if you have some humility or you maybe are a little bit more humble, I'd say it might be difficult to have to throw yourself out there frequently yeah. and say, look at me, look at me. So uh, I totally understand what you're talking about. Um, Josh, have you ever had a guest that was just so difficult? No, I really haven't had a guest that was that difficult. I've, I've been on panels or shows where the conversation wasn't really working, but I wouldn't say there was one person in particular where I was like... What, what, what do you do in this scenario for hosts that's watching or yeah. people wondering, what do you do in this situation when maybe the, the, the conversation's not flowing or how do you handle that? I, me personally, I just pretend like it's not awkward. You kind of just have to keep the conversation going, find ways to get them involved or bring something out of them. Um, get, I wouldn't say get a little more animated, but just basically do your best <laughs> to make sure that the audience does not see what's happening because that will kill any type of show. So on the flip side of yeah. that, I want to ask you, not about hard guests, but let's be easy. What makes a, a, a guest easy to talk to? Someone that is a great guest, let's say, to interview. Someone who's willing to have conversation and, and answer open-ended questions. I mean, you have to have someone who's going to, uh, it's like tennis. We were talking about this before the show, like volley back and forth. So I say something and I leave something open-ended for you to say, and then you answer that and you leave something open-ended for me to say, and it's just a free-flowing conversation where it's not just like yes and no's and and short answers, someone who's willing to give you everything that they're thinking of. Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think that that ties into the authenticity yeah. uh, that Josh has already spoken of that makes a great host. 
Any special way that you prepare before a hosting uh, gig, event, job, role? Yeah, it depends on what you're hosting, but I, I think a general thing is research. So if I'm doing a music show and I have musicians there, I need to do my research on these musicians. If I'm doing an event, I need to know who the sponsor is, everything about the sponsor, what the event's about. You, you need to do your research and know what you're talking about or you're like a fool. If you're interviewing somebody one-on-one, -on -one, you need to know their career, you need to know where they were born. You, there's just certain things you need to know if you're gonna have a conversation with them. I like that, and I wanna yeah. further what you're saying by not just the research, you can never be over-prepared. No, absolutely you, not. You yeah. may do research and prepare and prepare and prepare, and then you sit down and have the conversation and 99% of the stuff that you research or prepared doesn't even come up because maybe your conversation went a different way, but you can never be too prepared. You right. can always be too underprepared. You don't want to be in that situation. Absolutely correct. So uh, research for anyone that's an aspiring host or a host, doesn't matter who you are, always should research so you never come out on the short end where you don't have uh, information to provide or aren't aware of what's going on right. in the current guest or host life. Are you someone that prefers a shorter segment, a longer segment? I mean, hosting comes in all varieties. You know, and, and there's different qualities for each. What right. do you prefer? Now, as a host or as a listener? As a host. As a host, I like, it depends what I'm doing. Like, if I'm giving, like, information where my fantasy football segment, I'd rather that be short. Just get to the point. I'm going to tell you who to start in your flex. Here's what it is. I'm not going to give you a whole breakdown or reason why for an hour. Like, that's cool. But, for instance, when I'm doing Straight Talk with Ross Matthews, that's a two-hour show sometimes. I love that because there's different things you can get to. There's different things you can talk about. There's games. So... I mean, it just depends on what content I am providing. Depends on the content you're providing, yeah. which then in turn decides whether a shorter or longer segment will be good. And you've done both. I mean, I listen to your podcast on a regular, and that would be a longer segment. Yes. Those are about an hour. And then on the flex, on YouTube, you're doing a quick minute, right? Yeah. It's about a minute and a half, yeah. minute, two minutes. Yeah, they're like real five segments, a minute or two each. Yeah. Real quick hitting. And what do you think nowadays a listener or someone watching prefers? I think it depends on what content they like to watch. I mean, someone who's looking for fantasy football advice just wants it now, wants it immediately. But there are people out there who listen to documentary podcasts or you know science podcasts that they want to be able to drive to their job and have an hour of just information thrown at them. So it just depends on the listener. I think both work well. You're preparing for the flex. You're preparing for dime. You're preparing yeah. to interview someone at one of your uh, programs. How do you develop your questions? Research. It goes, it goes back to research. You see what this person's about, um, what they're doing, what events are coming up in their life, and you just generally draw questions from there also relating to the show that you're doing. Um, it it kind of just naturally happens. I like that. Um, I always wonder, am I developing my questions the right way or can I get assistance? If someone's assisting you, how do you feel about that with your questions? Oh, I think assistance is fine. I mean, you can, it, anybody who can help you, don't ever turn down help, ever. So, you started not in the hosting game. Right. You started in music, right? Yeah, I moved out to Los Angeles to pursue a career in music. Um, and at the same time, I did apply to AfterBuzz, but I didn't know there was this whole world of hosts who have a potential to be a host for their career. I had no idea this existed. So, what I want to know, and I'm sure this is a little bit unique, how does the music industry or your music background influence your hosting? So I was a recording engineer in Brooklyn for a while, and it let me talk to different people. I, I met different people from different walks of life, different music backgrounds, and when you're a recording engineer, you need to provide them with what they want, and they don't necessarily know how to communicate with you um, 
as far as your terminology as an engineer. So you have to figure out ways how to communicate. And I think hosting a lot is about communication. So being able to bring the best out of a guest or the best out of another panelist without making it obvious or without making it awkward. And I think having that communication training, I guess, as an engineer helped me as a host. It's a different background when you're coming from the music yeah. industry. This is a question I don't ask all the time on the show, but I'd like to know from your point of view, if you knew at birth that you wanted to be a host, yeah. how would you have changed your upbringing as a child? Would you have done anything differently? Or do you think everything happens for a reason? I, I, I would have... I'm, not, I'm actually one of those people who doesn't... Well, I won't get into too, <laughs> too deep into that. I think I would have been more well-rounded. Um, right now, I'm, I'm huge, I was huge into sports growing up, and I think I kind of cornered myself where I can talk not only sports, but that's my thing, sports. And I understand everyone has their own brand and their own genre they like to talk about, but I would love to talk politics, which I think I can do to a certain extent, um, music, which I can do. But then there's like science that interests me now, but I don't feel like I'm smart enough to talk science on a podcast. There's history that interests me now, but I don't think I'm smart enough to talk about history on a podcast or get jobs. Like being on the History Channel would be cool, but I'm not qualified, if that makes any sense. So I wish I was more well-rounded. I wish I was more well-rounded growing up rather than being so sports-oriented. Well, being sports-oriented, then what is your dream hosting role? So I would love to have like a Colin Coward type show where it's like two or three hours of just talking sports maybe a little more lighthearted than what he does because he's by himself like on this spaceship. I don't know if you see his set, but his set is ridiculous. It's like a huge desk and he's talking sports and giving his opinions on everything. But something amongst those lines where I'm talking, uh, have my own radio show that's kind of like a TV show at the same time. Just, so yeah. would you prefer to be on the radio? Would you prefer to be simulcast, simulcast to video as well, which yeah. is a big thing in the sports uh, industry, sports talking yeah. nowadays? Someone that's a super big in sports. Yeah. Who are your in, in the in the hosting industry? Where do, where do you look for role models? I mean, you say Colin Coward. Yeah. Have others. Colin Coward's a huge one. I was a huge fan of Stuart Scott because he was hilarious, but at the same time, he could do an emotional piece, which I loved about him, and he was funny. I just thought he was a great human being. May he rest in peace. Um, but working with Ross Matthews has opened my eyes to a whole another side of the industry. I mean, the podcasting. Watching him do his podcast is amazing. I mean, it's two hours every week. It's different. He has recurring segments, but at the same time, is able to keep it fresh and come up with different segments to the point where I'm producing it. I'm like, if I ever do a podcast, I want something very similar to this. And what are the attributes that you say Ross Matthews uh, does a great job? A great job. He's not in sports. So what right. are the attributes that you see from Ross that can basically go across the board to all hosts or to, to successful hosts, to good hosts, to, to hosts that right. bring in listeners, keep the viewers, and grow? What, well, he, what are the, he's really quick on his feet. He respects everybody who works with him. Uh, on top of that, he is very creative, and he lets other people shine, too. So it's his podcast, but he also recognizes that, hey, Nikki Boyer's our host on, our, on, our, on the podcast. Nikki has a segment right here. She's hilarious. Like, let her be hilarious. It helps the show. It's almost like a basketball team. If, every, if all five players are doing well, your team's going to be great. And I think Ross really recognizes that, and he treats everybody with respect, and he lets everybody shine. And that's really important to me. I like the analogy to a basketball team, yeah. and not just because we're talking sports, but because independently you can do great, but as a team you can do even better. Exactly. Everyone independently is crushing it and doing great, 
your team as a whole is going to be doing even better. Whereas if independently, one person is kind of t doing it all themselves and trying to be the star, right. they could be playing with some players that are against the team, not on it, and then your team is then going to be affected. Exactly. So I like that part. Now, this is a good time where uh, Ross, you were on Ross's podcast, yeah. J-Rod. Yes. <laughs> and we are openly inviting Ross Matthews to Come on, Ross. meet the host. He's had all these great things to say about you. We'd love to hear from you and give the listeners another view and uh, of someone that's doing it very successfully for a long time and hear what you have to say to the listeners and viewers out there from Meet the Host. So this is an open invitation to uh, Ross Matthews to join us at Meet the Host uh, and tell us good stories about J-Rod when he's not in the seat. <laughs> uh, and again, that's the straight talk yes. uh, with Ross Matthews, and that's a podcast. Yes, it's a podcast. And we talked about you being the host of The Flex on Fantasy Smack Talk, yeah. also at Fantasy Advice on Twitter. And... Then, what about this game show that you're associated with? So, I'm pretty much a part-time host for this game show right now. It's called WTF. If you go onto the Apple Store, I think it's only Apple users. Sorry, Android users. Not yet. One but, uh, Android. yeah, if you just type in WTF Live Game Show, it's basically HQ, but with media, with videos and things like that. So I win money and stuff? You win cryptocurrency. Wow. Yeah, cryptocurrency. Okay. So, you win cryptocurrency, yeah. and this is uh, in the Apple uh, iTunes Store? Yes. Only for Apple phones, and you can get cryptocurrency if you win. Yes. Every day? Uh, right now, Monday through Friday at 6 o'clock Eastern. And it's WTF. WTF. That's well, right. Get out there. Get ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's a great game. It's fun to play. It's fun to host. You're the host every now and then? Uh, every now and then. Um, you know, I, I have been flying back and forth, to be honest with you. I don't know if I'm going to go back and host there. But, I mean, it, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um it's a great, it's a, I think it's a great trivia game. HQ is cool, but it doesn't have like YouTube videos. It, it doesn't incorporate different types of things and WTF does. So I would highly recommend you downloading it if you can. Really like it. So I asked you kind of your dream hosting role and that was to be in the model of Colin Coward. Yes. Sports centric, obviously. What's your feeling about, do you ever want to be an anchor on a sports show, like uh, Sports Center or uh, the uh, football pregame show? Or yeah. How do you feel about those type of things? Yeah, as an analyst, that's the thing. The analyst positions go to players, so it's kind of difficult to get that. I would like to do that. Someone like a Rich Eisen. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I love Rich Eisen. He's another one not, not coming to my mind. Rich Eisen from the NFL Network. Yeah, Open invitation to join he's us. great. Ernie Johnson. Another, Ernie Johnson. Uh, Ernie, I would love to have Ernie Johnson's job. Something like that would be Something great. Where yeah. you're with a, a, a set yeah. of maybe former athletes, former players, and you get to communicate with them. I mean, and Ernie, he's multi-talented too, oh, sports-wise. He does not just NBA, he does MLB. Yep, he does uh, playoffs for he does, PBS. That's right, so he's a, a main anchor over there at Turner Network Sports. Uh, you're huge in basketball. Yeah. I joined your pod. You love basketball. Very knowledgeable about basketball. Loves to debate everything. <laughs> what did Carmelo Anthony ever do to you? He, he hurt me. <laughs> he forced yeah. a trade to the Knicks and I never wanted him on the Knicks so, and you know I fought with Knicks fans my whole well his whole tenure on the Knicks and I like to say I am on the right side of history so everybody who fought me about Carmen Anthony coming to the Knicks you lost the argument I won and I'm standing alone it would not be a good show if we didn't your <laughs> feelings of Carmelo Anthony yeah but let's talk about the NBA a little bit it's coming okay. back soon your podcast returns soon yeah uh, who in the NBA, should we be looking out for this upcoming season as making a jump, a change? What are the storylines heading into this season? Uh, the storylines are the Celtics are healthy. If the Celtics can stay healthy, if they can challenge the Warriors in the finals. Because I think that if the Celtics are healthy, uh, 
they should, I wouldn't say easily make it to the finals, but they are definitely the heavy favorite in the East. And I think the Warriors, even though the Rockets just got Carmelo Anthony, I, I do think that they are still better than the Rockets, and it's going to be a Warriors-Celtics series, and I think uh, for the first time in a while, the Warriors might be able to be challenged in the finals. Wow, this yeah. is news. And how about LeBron here in, in Los Angeles? We're out here in Los Angeles now. How does that affect the Lakers? Uh, I, I mean, the Lakers are definitely a playoff team now. I think they're definitely yeah, definitely, okay. definitely a playoff team. I think their ceiling is the Western Conference Finals. If I were to predict where they end up, they lose in the Western Conference semis to either the Warriors or Rockets, whoever they play in that round. Do does your favorite team, the New York Knicks, make the playoffs this year? No, they're gonna be terrible this year. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, Porzingis is hurt. Your best player's hurt. Let's just see what you have in the young guys. Let's see what Frank can give us. Let's see what Kevin Knox can give us. What do you think they have in the young guys? I, I mean, I think Frank Nilkina is a nice role player. I don't know if he's a starter, but he's someone I want to hold on to. He's good defensively. Kevin Knox had a really good summer. Are you so, excited for him? Yeah, I'm excited, but, you know, the summer league is different than the regular season, so I, I want to see how he develops. And, you know, let's clear some cat room. Let's go out to Jimmy Butler and uh, Kyrie Irving and see what happens. In an ideal world, it's yeah. Josh Rodriguez's fantasy NBA world. You make the decisions. How does the season, uh, the offseason next year, play out for the New York Knicks? I think they get Kyrie and Jimmy Butler. You can combine them with Porzingis, and now you have a big three. You keep Frank on your team. Kevin Knox is there. He had a nice rookie season, and you have a core right there. And then you're finally happy, you think? Yeah, I think you have a good four to five years where you can seriously make wow. some noise. Okay, you heard it right there from uh, an ultimate New York Knicks fan. That's right. Uh, next offseason, it could be the fi finally they could be on the right track. Yeah, yeah. This is the last season they're going to suck. I think they're going to make a playoffs years after that because they have enough cap room, and a lot of free agents are looking towards New York right now, which is. Awesome. You know, for the first time in a while, a lot of free agents see it as a destination, so. NBA, it's a 24-7, kind of 12 months a, a year. It maybe really is. At yeah. this point, maybe you say 11 months and they get a short break, but they've really done an incredible job of becoming popular mainstream, and uh, there's always news. Always. Really incredible. Always. And you're covering it uh, consistently. I'm excited to see how your podcast continues to grow the dime, NBA. Let's talk about football before we let you out of here because it is football season. Yeah. You've got the flex uh, you know, show that you're doing for the, the fantasy smack talk uh, guys and uh, you're telling everybody who should be in the flex. Who are the players that you've been recommending? Uh, it, it, it just depends because what people do is they come to me and they say, this is my team. Out of these three players, who should I start? Oh. So it's different. You know, it, it depends on your fantasy team. Okay. I'm, I'm a huge person just in general. I like running backs. I think running backs are the most valuable position in fantasy football. So if you're going to ask me who should I start in my flex and one of them is a running back, I'm more likely to give you a running back as an answer. But you never know. It really just depends on the players. So uh, for me, fantasy football-wise, someone who touches the ball, which are running backs, like 20, 25 times a game, they're more likely to score. It's all about probability and consistency. So There you go. You heard it from Josh Rodriguez, and I'm telling you, I watched the segment yeah. and the comments, people said you were telling them the right information. Yeah. They said that uh, you're a natural and uh, very good uh, <laughs> information he's probably providing in your flex position at fantasy football. You could talk sports all day. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And you could talk uh, each different sport yes. in depth, of quality information, informative, enlightening, engaging. Uh, that's why I like talking to you in general. Thank you for joining Meet the Host. Mike, thanks for having me, man. Really appreciate having you. We would like to have you in the future for segments when we actually talk to hosts about trending topics on a different version of Meet the Host. We want you to come back for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Thank you. You've got so much going on, guys. This is Josh Rodriguez. We can find him on social media at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. Yep. The Dime NBA. 
Yep, at the Dime MBA on and Twitter. on on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anything, Android phone, phone, uh, Stitcher. Just search the Dime with Josh Rodriguez. I'll come up. And when you search for that, you'll be able to find all of his other stuff, like his fantasy flex information and links to all that as well. And episode two of the Dimes with this guy. Episode two, that's the one. <laughs> and then uh, you may never listen to me again. No, just kidding. Uh, thanks so much to Josh Rodriguez for joining us on another episode of Meet the Host. My name is Mike Rippey. I am the host of Meet the Host. And you can catch me on social media at Mike Rips. You can catch the show at Meet the Host on Twitter, Instagram, Follow us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, as well as iTunes. We're now a podcast. We'll be there. Maybe you can't you can't see us, but you can always listen to Meet the Host, where we flip the script on the host. We ask them the questions they're used to asking their guests. We hear all about a new sort of uh, angle in the hosting industry. Meet the Host, it is your resource for all hosting news, information, and valuable tidbits from the host themselves. Thanks so much for joining us on another episode of Meet the Host. We'll talk to you soon.